Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. I'm Jessica. And I'm Andrew. And this is Swimcast, the podcast where I make Andrew watch teen girl movies from the 90s and some aughts and some 80s and maybe some TV series thrown in there too. But uh, yeah, (laughs) we watch things and make fun of them. Novel podcast concept. Novel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So a lot of these movies are supposed to be centered around the 90s when Jessica was a teenager and I was a grown-ass man and living in Japan at the time. I just want to put out a disclaimer here. Disclaimer, this podcast lacks facts, accuracy, and truth, whatever that is. It's merely the random opinions of two random people. If you want facts and truthiness, look elsewhere. (laughs) You're you're implying that not everything I say is true? How dare you? That's (laughs) gaslighting. I feel like the more and more we say that I was a teenager in the 90s, like it's really hitting me how long ago the 90s were. (laughs) And now I'm like, dear God. (laughs) Because now I talk to like full ass adults and and they're like, oh yeah, I wasn't born until like 1998. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I hear you because recently there's been a lot of, I guess, TikTok videos. Uh, that I see on Instagram, they focus around 2000 being more than 20 years ago now. And... Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. That's just not okay whatsoever. (laughs) Exactly. And the other thing too, another one that keeps coming up is somebody, of course this is American, but somebody at a liquor store saying, oh, you know, can I see your ID? And the person says, oh, here's my driver's license. Do I need to take it out? And they say, no, I can see the one. And they're like, the one? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that means that you were born before 2000. <laughs> so you're legal oh, just by seeing the one. That's <laughs> not okay. Of course, but of I course, guess, with America's drinking age of 21, which is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I guess that same gag would have applied here like two years ago. <laughs> I guess so, yes. But two years ago, TikTok didn't exist? It wasn't. I don't think well, it did. It certainly wasn't big like it is now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it has the, the Penny D to thank for its popularity. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when you have nothing else to do but sit at home and make TikTok videos. Instagram has the feature reels or whatever that's like TikTok. And I've opened it. Frickin' complete ripoff of TikTok. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. But yeah, like, but I was trying to figure it out because I was like, sure, why not? I So I figured out kind of how it works, but in order to make it decent and like funny, like the kids, the kids these days do, it's a lot of work and time to invest. I'm sure you get better at it, but I was... <laughs> that or you're doing it wrong because you don't know all the hacks and... Oh, probably. You're not watching all the TikTok hacks. I don't even know. Like, 
Yeah, all the songs that they use for the various ones, I'll recognize them when I see them, but I I wouldn't know where to search for that or what it's even called. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what's that one where it's like really happy and then it gets all dark or like... <laughs> You know, yeah. that song by that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should read my mind. You know? <laughs> I'm sure that's coming, but. <laughs> I, oh my God, I've absolutely turned into my mom. Like I'm turning into my mom with things like that. I remember when I was 13, 14, 15, up right at the age where I was a not allowed to not go camping with my family yet. I wasn't old enough to stay home and skip oh, it. Right. And being a surly teenager in the, you know, in the back of the minivan, <laughs> insisting that I got to control the music <laughs> in the car. And then my mom being like, who's this again? Who's this song by? And like always messing it up. And I'm like, that I've become that. <laughs> now I'm doing math. My mom around that time would have been my age now and that is terrifying wow that's hilarious <laughs> because i too was a surly teenager and my mom i don't know if she would purposely mess up the name of the bands that i listened to uh, but i think it was just out of uh, sheer not caring there was a band that i was into foreigner and um, they, <laughs> oh, I feel like this is about to get racist. No, is it going to get racist? No, 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 no. The band was called Foreigner. <laughs> yes, I know. And it was <laughs> it was familiar. back in the eighties when they were a hard rock band before they became middle of the road, all ballads and stuff. But yeah, like hair metal. Yeah, so the band is called Foreigner. So my mom would always refer yes, to them I'm as the Foreigners. So, <laughs> and I just, I don't, mom, it's not the foreigners, it's foreigner. And she's like, okay, whatever. Exactly, which sounds, which sounds ever so slightly racist. Yeah, as I was saying it, I was really like, oh, okay, well, yeah. maybe. It's very like, but it's very, I mean, I guess your parents are of the same generation as like Don Cherry. Maybe, it's yeah. It's sort of that <laughs> unintentional yet fully ingrained racism <laughs> of... <laughs> Of Ontarioans <laughs> for in their who are now in their eighties, yeah, like, yeah, you know, that, yeah, pretty much of that age. So yeah, born in the twenty thirties. Yeah, wait, no, twenties, thirties, maybe a hundred, forties. Born in the forties, fifties. Oh man. Mm. Oh, I'm just doing all sorts of incorrect math today. <laughs> like we're trying to figure out what to watch for the podcast today. And I completely did that math wrong. I was like, okay, I have X amount of time today. Let's do, I was like, wait, that's totally wrong. That's double what I thought it was. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I've become my mother. I'm, I'm just forgetful beyond all beliefs. Well, I know that there have certainly been times where Something has come out of my mouth, and I went, ooh, wait a minute, that's my dad talking through me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and when I catch myself doing that, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to talk about this week other than something that totally wouldn't be what uh, my father would do is I did get a facial last week for the first time in a year. 
Oh man, I, I, I went last, but yeah, you told me that. I was like, oh, <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I did go, I did go last summer. It was sort of right when they reopened. Right, yeah. And I went last summer and was like, oh, that wasn't so bad, but yeah, I'm due. <laughs> I need a glow up. <laughs> Which is the name of the place I go to. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it is. You go somewhere called Glow Up? Oh, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I go to Skin Holistic Rejuvenation. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Free plugs yeah. there. Again, for this audio medium, you can't see how how youthful and plump our skin is. <laughs> Just so we're clear, there were lots of COVID rules and stuff that we had to follow, like wearing masks and you can't wait in the waiting room and you have to drive up and text and say, hey, I'm nearby. And then they tell you when oh, to- really? Yeah, and then they, because only one person can be inside at a time. So, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's more uh, strict than the place I go. But they've shown over the past year that beauty services are one of the safest things that are open right now. Mm. <laughs> because of, like, I mean, they already all had the most strict hygiene in the before times, even, right? right. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned. I could use a haircut, another haircut. I could use facial oh massage oh my god as i'm talking about how old i'm getting my my bones my <laughs> old bones we actually we actually didn't record last weekend because i was too sore to sit on my couch in the position i need to sit to record the podcast and i'm guessing that you were too sore with no really good or fun or whatever reason uh, to be sore. No, it's from being old. Yeah. And sleeping and sitting and driving and that's about it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Now, are, are, am I gonna start listing my ailments now? Am I just <laughs> in a very, I think I've leapfrogged by my mom and gone to like my grandma or something. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get away from geriatric talk and uh, <laughs> yes. move on. Let's 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 go back in time to a movie that will restore me to my youth. How about that? Okay, I'm sure I'm I'm ready to cringe. So, what is the movie we're gonna watch today? Okay, so picture it: the year is 2004. Okay. Not one, but two movies are released the same year that focus around the rebellious daughter of the American president just wanting to live a normal life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, that happens a lot that two like identical movies come out right at the same time. So this is gonna be 2004's First Daughter starring Katie Holmes, which I haven't actually seen, okay. but I'm sure I will love to hate in the same way. <laughs> the other movie, which I think I've mentioned before, is called Chasing Liberty, and that is sacred to me <laughs> because it has my current, my very current, very real celebrity crush in it as the romantic lead. So it is untouchable. <laughs> it is unassailable. <laughs> okay, so we can't watch it and ruin it. I mean, the movie is awful. So we probably could. But then there, there would be zero suspense for the cute boy segment. <laughs> zero. Okay. I might even like shed a tear. Like, I love him so much. 
<laughs> but that's not this movie. This is a movie I've never seen, and I don't actually know who the guy is in it, so I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay, well, Katie Holmes is an actress that I vaguely know. I know her by name and roughly what she looks like, but I uh, certainly wasn't watching whatever she was in at the time, so I have no idea. Dawson's Creek. Oh, again, <laughs> did not watch Dawson's Creek. And also, Creek. you don't know her for have being married to Tom Cruise? Like, that is probably why oh. she's the most <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. Right. Okay, yeah, that was uh, a bit dramatic. The, the jumping on the couch on Oprah incident and, like, full... <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay, I'd, I'd oh. forgotten oh, no, all about that. Oh, no, this is going to open the door for a lot of you talk. I'm a little afraid no. for where you're going to no, go. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. I'm cutting out anything that says that I'm going to actually garble words. Oh, you're going to use the, the like, trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse trombone. <laughs> or, oh, you live in fear of... The, they the, are the, highly litigious. True, true. <laughs> Okay, well, we haven't said anything other than they exist. <laughs> yes. And Katie Holmes is married to Tom And I Cruise. don't need an IQ All test. Right. To thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's watch this movie. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. And we're back from the movie. And Jessica, I want to know, was this movie Cinderella or Pinocchio because acting so wooden? Oh, no. <laughs> bang, 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 she crushes his testicles with an oversized comical mallet. Bang, 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 she crushes his testicles. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Okay, we got an outtake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm such an I'm such an ungenerous laugher. <laughs> well, it was the oh no that really uh, <laughs> told me I'd gone you, somewhere wrong. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't abide puns, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. It's an it's an outtake. No, no, leave it in. Leave it all in. Leave it all in. Okay. <laughs> oh, I am so angry at you, Jessica, right now. I hate this movie. I hate it. I hate it so much. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. I hate that you chose this movie and made me watch it. I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. It is super bad, and it could have gone into weird places that would have made it better. <laughs> I know. So there's a few, and like, three or four times short. where, like, is it going to get dark? Is it going to get dark? Is it going to get dark? Like, it's going to get dark. But <laughs> It did not. Oh. oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> 
Because I looked up, because I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, which came first, this or Chasing Liberty? And this came out a solid nine, 10 months after Chasing Liberty. So I think Chasing Liberty came out, this movie got written, hastily produced and released like after. Oh. Because I think they didn't think, they probably thought Chasing Liberty wasn't like America-y enough because (laughs) that all takes place in Europe and like, yeah, so the, this movie was like post 9-11 USA propaganda shoved down your throat. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. and I kept saying, I'm like, oh, this hits so different now. <laughs> yes, it did. It really did. Wow. And uh, so, yeah. How many times did we hear Hail to the Chief? And even at a frat <laughs> party? It's because they didn't oh. have to pay for it. They didn't have to pay for it. So yeah, let's let's, let's segue into music. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, all. let's yeah. go to let's go to music, which is one hundred percent Forrest Whitaker, the director. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, so we're like, oh, this movie's directed by Forrest Whitaker, and so like sometimes it's like, okay, somebody wants to direct a movie, like for their first movie, they pick something easy, you know, just to you know practice. You know, the studio throws them a bone. No, no, no. Forrest Whitaker was in charge of all of the artistic development of this movie. He was the exec producer. He wrote all the music, all of it. (laughs) Not 100%. No, it wasn't 100%, but his name was attached to most of it. So there was all the music was written for this movie. Everything that wasn't like traditional, like Hail to the Chief or like, yeah, like the other, you know, pomp and circumstance type American music. <laughs> and it was all performed by the same, like, two people. I didn't even bother writing down their name. But, like, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, like, had had a horse in this race. Absolutely. Was... <laughs> yeah. Wow. This was, like, very shortly before he played Idi Amin in The Last King of Scotland. Like... <laughs> Like a very critically acclaimed, prestigious movie. I'm surprised this didn't tank his career. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So all of the songs, because we're listening to the music throughout the movie and going, well, it kind of sounds like something else. Of the era, But it isn't them. Yeah. Like there was this one hip hop track that I was thinking, is this a Missy Elliott tune? And it's like, no, it no, isn't. No, and it's not like it doesn't sound right. It's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except, yeah, there, there was at one scene, there was the dance and they were, it was like sway by like with Frank Sinatra or Michael Buble or something. <laughs> it so sounded like, oh, like Michael Buble, but it wasn't. Yeah. And yeah, so and, and then the rest was just movie music that, you know, mm-hmm. to make you feel a certain way and, and telegraph what the emotion is. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the the, the soundtrack, like the score. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So really, oh. yeah, we can't talk about it other than it was uh, trying to pretend to be music of 2004. Uh, yeah. Oh. If Forrest Whitaker wrote all music in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and, he did. Uh, you know, Maybe good on did. him. I'm uh, that th- this is amazing uh, that he's got his name on so many things, so that he's gonna get royalties from every part of this movie. That's good. <laughs> uh, th- I'm 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 really happy for him. Yeah, we just threw him like fourteen cents. 
Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> that's it for music. <laughs> wow. Oh, it was, I just, I'm so angry still. I have like this undercurrent of anger that I can't shake. <laughs> and then like, as the movie was wrapping up, like, oh yeah, it dragged too. It was an hour and 46 minutes. And we kept looking at the time just being like, oh my God, there's still an hour and 10 minutes left. Oh my God, there's still an hour left. Oh my God, there's still 40 minutes left. <laughs> And then I looked outside and it's so nice out right now. I was like, God damn it. What a waste of a Saturday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, because at one point I, yeah, I remember saying it's like, damn it. There's still more movie than we have watched so far. <laughs> I know we weren't even halfway. Oh, the agony. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> do we break this movie down? Like, we just keep whinging about how awful it was. Okay. I think we need to detail the ways in which it was awful. Do we need a synopsis? Do we need a synopsis? Or, or... Yeah, well, briefly, yeah. <laughs> the synopsis made me so angry. So, I briefly summarized it's like, oh, the president's daughter wants to, you know, be independent and have a normal, like, teen college life. During and, a campaign year. Oh, yeah, it was during a campaign year. That's what, yeah, it was just like all the Americana just shoved down our throats. But, yeah, the premise is she goes to college. She's, you know, heavy-handed, secret service, you know, protecting her, which is probably wise. So she keeps trying to shake them. So she meets this, like, hunky dude. And turns out the hunky dude is also a secret service. And I got so mad because that also <laughs> is the plot of Chasing Liberty. And that's pretty much the whole plot. And then, like, there's a lot of things that loosely don't tie together. Yeah, there were a lot of tangents. Yeah. Yeah, like, when she finds out he's secret service, she gets all mad. And then he gets reassigned. But then at the end, they just, like, get back together. But that was, like, super forced and super quick. And they didn't really address the any happily ever after or, like, you know, any mending of fences. It was just, like, here he is. <laughs> like, kiss him or whatever. <laughs> And clearly, too, it's not that she's not the president's daughter. She is the American princess. Is oh, yeah. Absolutely like, everything about this movie is, is yeah, that. Yeah, from the opening credits with, like, the fairy tale font. And they even refer to her as princess at one point. And she wears tiaras and stuff. That's why I was like, this is so gross because they're treating the white house as her, like a palace and she you know she's swanning around it like a princess i was oh i'm like that's not what that is <laughs> <laughs> and those yeah one of the many ways in which it, it, it hits different <laughs> like i just like kept saying like it hits different in under like the umbrella of current american politics <laughs> Well, let's stick with the hit different because there were so many yeah. things that hit different. Like, <laughs> stop saying hit different. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy daughter dancing. That oh, yeah. hit Cause different. Like, yeah, because like, if this had come out, so this came out 2004, which would have been Bush re-election year, right? Like, this would have come out a month and a bit before the Bush's re-election, right? Mm. So. I guess they kind of, the character, she was kind of supposed to be like a hybrid 
Bush daughters, but also Chelsea Clinton. Uh, yeah, okay. Kinda. She even referenced Chelsea Clinton at one point when her Secret Service, she's like, when Chelsea went to Stanford, the Secret Service like blended, blended in and wore Birkenstocks or something. So that was sort of the political climate at the time was Bush re-election, right? Because uh. I was sort of thinking like, if it had been Obama era, Obama, like he has two daughters, right? That seems like a very nice and not creepy <laughs> relationship. But now like yes. maybe even Bush and his daughters was a very like normal father-daughter relationship. I don't remember, but under the umbrella <laughs> yes. when you and your daughter are slow dancing in the kitchen in like the middle of the night and you like make her kiss you on both cheeks it was like ew no <laughs> creepy <laughs> yes hit different like before that it would have been like okay like that could be sweet but no no <laughs> There was also a scene later when she kind of gives up on going to to college to help her dad with the campaign and everything. She's resigned herself to this, but she comes into the car with sunglasses on and like the <laughs> dead eyes behind the sunglasses that you can't see, but you go, holy crap, is that ever a moment? Uh, yeah, thing. she's even wearing like a, like a trench coat kind of yes. jacket. That was, it was very, <laughs> we're so right. Oh, it was creepy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, also at, at near the beginning of the movie, like when she was leaving off to college, there was like a big uh, police motorcade, you know, seeing her off to Air Force One to take her to college. And everybody was like all happy and cheering. I'm like, that people are cheering. Cheering for the, the police. police yeah. On the streets of Washington, D.C. I'm like, no. It's different. It's different <laughs> and there were eventually protesters like when she would show up at places like protesting her that's right her yeah. dad and then also at on campus there was like a student political rally opposing her dad but it was all very it was all quite civil and it was it, they never made it clear if like Democrat, Republican, they never addressed that. I, 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 yeah, I was just going to say that like it was never yeah. clear, but obviously he must have been Republican. Yeah, I think so. I think that's who this movie was for. That's mm. what I mean. You know what I mean? I was like, they made it because Chasing Liberty had nothing to do with American politics like, at all. Oh, So oh. they're like, we need to fl wave some flags. Yeah, so the protesters, they had signs that were like HIV drugs for Africa or something. Yeah, free like, free HIV drugs for Africa. Tax cuts for the poor. And Medicaid. So, yeah. And yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, obviously he was. Because then whenever the, the press would corner her and ask about her dad, she was very like rehearsed in her answers about like he gave education something. Right. Something. Education um, grants. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh. probably, yeah, he probably was the conservative and i mean her character too like they made at the beginning they said how the press was always making fun of her clothes because even when she went to college she was very conservatively dressed like she was dressing like a 40 year old woman and stuff. <laughs> yes she was <laughs> oh also there was a scene that 
uh, she had just arrived on the campus and instead of going to a party, she goes to like a, a, a gathering at the Dean's house. Oh yeah, with all the like rich donors. And, like, exactly, yeah. And, and yeah. so so I'm looking in the background and I'm seeing people with signs outside and I'm immediately thinking, they're protesters. Oh yeah, <laughs> because You're it's like, twenty. Protesters. Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. They got to be protesters, and it's like, no, it's her roommate and some other friends out there with signs that say, "Ditch the dean's place." You know, come party yeah, with fun us. Fun this way, like yeah, party time yeah. this way with an arrow pointing. So I, I totally had it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, that, that you're like, okay, this movie could turn around, and then. <laughs> But it didn't. Uh, she, it did not. Because then she doesn't ditch the Dean's party. She goes back to her dorm room, ignores the sock on the door, <laughs> and tries to right. go in. And her roommate's like, hey, come back in two hours. So she goes and she sits in the uh, common room or whatever. And she's just flipping through channels on the TV. And then her like secret service, <laughs> like, coughs. And like make her change the channel to sports. And I was like, what a doormat. Like this is not a good character. And then while she's sitting there, these two frat guys like rush in. First of all, they're just letting random dudes rush the rush the first daughter. The Secret Service were terrible in this movie. They were not doing their job at all. And they come in and hand her an invitation to their, their pool party. So she's like, ooh, fun. And then she ends up going to the pool party with her roommate, and it's a shit party. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. a real lame party. In middle of the uh, afternoon, then, so it's got to be lame. Yeah. Well, I mean, a pool party can happen in the middle of the afternoon, but, like, the music was kind of at a reasonable level. Like, nobody was really drinking or... <laughs> but they had, it, it was, they, they had Smash Mouth. <laughs> Oh, poor fuck. Oh, yeah. What was that weird fucking band? And then the weird fucking band started playing, like, some pop punk kind of ska, but not ska, Limp biscuit type version of Hail to the Chief. It was weird. Frat guys in American flag swimming trunks just started this elaborate... Yes. Rehearsed dance around her, and I yeah, was like, the rehearsed I don't know if they're part. making, oh. yeah, I don't know if they're making fun of her, or it felt like that at first, but then no, yeah. it's but just she was into America. it. She was like, haha, this is really funny, and then, but then a guy shows up with like a water pistol because it's a pool party, so the Secret Service tackle him. They rush her into a black SUV and rush her away from this party. So. She's all mad and she storms through her dad's office in her bikini to like demand less protection, even though it was a person with a gun, <laughs> which they were within their rights to, you know, tackle this guy. Oh, 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 before we go any further, we're kind of missing the fact that the president is Batman. Oh, yes, <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton plays the president. Yeah. Oh, this kind of killed his career too. He like won an Oscar shortly hereafter, or like a few years after for Birdman or whatever. I I actually thought he was pretty good in this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought his was... acting it was reasonably good. I mean, it was some of the better acting in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because he's Michael Keaton. 
Right. But I felt like if this is a recency bias. I was like, is he doing a Joe Biden? He's kind of doing a Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like his character was very. Yeah, I got that vibe. Because he wasn't doing a Bush impression. He wasn't doing like a Clinton impression. Yeah, and like now that we kind of figured that he was a Republican, yeah, it was weird. You can't really place. And it wasn't uh, kind of generic president in the like sort of like Bill Pullman in Independence Day <laughs> right. kind of generic president. Like he was kind of a bit folksy, a bit more charming and warm to his family and stuff. So it wasn't just like generic politician character. So yeah, I was like, is he, yeah, is he doing Joe Biden? He's doing Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, granted, Joe Biden ran for president a long time ago, so he could have been doing a Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The president is Batman. And Beetlejuice, <laughs> he's president is also Beetlejuice. <laughs> and then there were other cameos here because there was uh, Joan and Melissa Rivers. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very of the time. Exactly. And uh, Jay Leno, too. Jay Leno, just yeah. Just being Jay Leno on and, and doing opening monologue jokes, making yeah. fun, making fun of what's her face? Sam, first, Samantha. First, first daughter. First daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Which she referred to herself as quite frequently. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. she'd really bought into that role, too, though. I mean, it was only yeah. by meeting other people that kind of burst her bubble a little bit. Right, yeah, because she was, yeah, a princess. Yeah. And she's like, why isn't everybody bowing to me and my every whim? And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, it's college. Right. <laughs> we don't care. But then, but then remember at the later in the movie, the, the scene where she's in the, I don't know what it is, philosophy class, and she mm -hmm. she goes on about how the prince realizes that he can only be a prince and and not be uh, of the common people. So she totally blue pills herself by the end and has become the princess again. Like that's that scene is like she takes the blue pill and then by the end she's back in the princess life and and everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like it was it was we like and that was one of the, like there were several things in this movie that were so weird. We're like, why is this weird? This is a bit creepy. Okay, I am lifting my embargo on doing Chasing Liberty because now we have to compare and contrast. <laughs> I feel like you need to watch them both. It's like in that movie, which is also a terrible movie. Oh. No bones about it. No, it's not this bad though. Like at least <laughs> it's not this bad. I promise you. <laughs> but at least in that movie, she sticks to the kind of, I want to be a rebellious teen throughout. Other than the fact that her being the president's daughter is the conceit for her wanting to run away and having this guy be like actually secretly protecting her the, like there's no politics involved it's 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 more of like a road trip movie like mm. a european road trip rom-com movie they don't talk about politics it's more just about yeah not wanting to be controlled by her parents like there's no weird creepy things <laughs> like in this one 
like the expression genetic limelight. That yeah. was weird. That was weird. And oh yeah, so the yeah, the transition where she'd finally like after the pool party and she was mad about her security detail, so they agreed to lessen her detail, which only allowed for the introduction of the hunky guy. Um, <laughs> right, right. I whatever his name was. So right after that, she's like, okay, sweet. Like he's giving me my freedom. I get to be normal now. Immediately following that, she gets her roommate and the hunky guy takes them on Air Force One. And like, which is completely over the top on the inside luxurious to like get manicures and then go to a ball. I'm like, that's not normal. (laughs) Like, you just fought to have this normal teenage life, and you're like, hey, friends, let's use taxpayer dollars to get managers yes. on an airplane. How is, this, how is this not a scandal that the media figures out? That would be totally what the kid who was on campus railing against her father, the president, w- was, was saying about how the president wastes taxpayers' money and gouges us and everything. And what does she do? She uses her privilege to take her friends on Air Force One for a shopping trip where they go to Vera Wang's oh, store yeah, right, and Vera Wang comes to the curb to greet them at the car. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, but there are probably circumstances in which the president's daughter would fly on Air Force One for security reasons. However, photographs exist of the inside of Air Force One. (laughs) It it doesn't have like multiple butlers and bartenders. And I mean, sure there would be- And a room, a room that's 40 feet wide. (laughs) Yeah, I know, with like leather walls and stuff. I mean, (laughs) granted it would have, I'm sure it would have comforts, but like chandeliers, multiple servants, like it would have people there to do service type things, but they wouldn't be manicurists. I don't think there's a manicurist on Air Force One. (laughs) I could be wrong, but (laughs) I'm just saying. There were weird jokes too, like when her roommate Mia says to the guy on Air Force One, oh, you've got these cool computers here. Uh, maybe you could hack in. Oh, no, 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 she says. What? Oh, no, before that, she's like, nice equipment and checking out his ass and stuff because she's <laughs> hyper-sexualized in a weird way. <laughs> right. And then she kind of pivots to saying, oh, the computers. And then, oh, maybe you can hack into my Neiman Marcus account and up my limit. And I'm like, oh, well, Who's that joke for? I mean... Right. Oh, yeah. Uh. I will say there was about a 10-minute segment of this movie that was really funny. (laughs) All the other attempts at humor were just kind of, yeah, veered from not funny to creepy. Right after she found out that the guy was a secret service, so she, she was hurt by that. So instead of having him reassigned, she kind of decided to punish him. Like a princess would. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, but it was funny. It was funny. So now that he's out of his undercover, he's in his full secret service detail. And so she, she's like, goes to the clinic. She's like, hi, I'm here for my birth control appointment. And she's just filling a 
giant bag full of condoms in front of right him. yeah and and then she like whispers to the nurse like these aren't for me i'm just trying to make that guy jealous and she's like uh-huh and then she goes on a she's like on a date with somebody just like, you know overly being like oh haha, you're so funny and then they go to a halloween party and her and her <laughs> roommate are dressed like kid rock and pamela anderson yeah the cosplay was amazing <laughs> Noticed that right away, and they didn't even <laughs> say it. Oh, I was all over that. <laughs> you caught it. You're like, oh my god, they're Pam Anderson and Kid Rock. <laughs> it was so funny. And then so the, yeah, and they're at a bar, and she gets like absolutely wasted, and she's like dancing on the bar. <laughs> and and like all these guys are like all feeling up on her, like body shots until. Secret Service guy gets real jealous. He goes and he like punches the guy in the face and then like throws her over his shoulder and carries her all the way back to her room. Like that was, I, like at that point it stopped being funny again where I was like, excuse you, this is very <laughs> non-feminist. I don't like this at all. Right, yeah, he carried, carried her out like a sack of potatoes and then he puts <laughs> her in her bed adjusts her hair and then gives her a kiss yeah. on the forehead and it was like whoa buddy because <laughs> she's supposed to be yeah, passed out drunk the, yeah because even at the bar when she's going wild her friend is the roommate's kind of like oh, maybe this is a bit much <laughs> and she goes to the other secret service and it's like, you should do something about this. They're like, we don't get personally involved. And I was like, fair. <laughs> but, I'm like, she's but they've not been personally involved the entire movie so far. So I don't get that. True. Yeah, but I was like, fair. I'm like, she's having a good time. Like, until one of those guys actually tries to assault her or comes near to assaulting her or she tries to leave with one of them. Like, they're just there to make sure she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but... That, and then that's where it got kind of creepy again. Like back to being creepy. You know what this movie was missing? What's that? Nobody drank milk. I mean, I expected oh, yeah. this. There was no Jeeps. I really expected. There was no... Yeah, true. There was no Jeeps, but there was a Volkswagen Beetle. And uh, no no cell phones. Yeah, exactly. There were pay there was a lot phones. Of, a lot of pay, a lot of pay phones being used in this movie. And a lot of landlines corded landlines yeah, being used. which was kind of a weird thing because 2004 there were cell phones well yeah clueless had yeah. cell phones and that was what 1996 yeah so yeah i mean and they were supposed to be the rich kids but so were these guys they were supposed to be rich kids not a cell phone or a beeper pager nothing right you'd think there would have been like a pager yeah there was none of it i even had a cell phone in 2004 <laughs> <laughs> I was on my second cell phone, I think. Yeah, because this is when it came out after I lived in England, which is when I had my first cell phone. Yeah, what gives, man, with the payphones? The highest tech seemed to be the earpieces that the Secret Service wore. <laughs> yeah, that didn't seem to work because they never seemed to get any information through them. Yeah, and like, that was weird. Once you realized, wait a minute, there's no cell phones in this movie. <laughs> and some of the clothes were definitely of the time but like not so horrific but some of the like when they you first meet mia the roommate she's got like a pink 
bandana tied around mm. her head. I'm like, oh yeah, that was very specific. And like the collars on all of the shirts were just too big. <laughs> and just like they didn't they didn't feel quite right. Every time I watch one of these movies from sort of mid early 2000s, I have the urge to go clean my closet because <laughs> I think there's things in there. They're lurking. I'm like, oh, there's probably some bad collars in there I got to get rid of. Pico, the teen cats are biting your mama. What's the matter, Pico? <laughs> Pico. Did you not feed her? Uh, she's being a little brat right now, aren't you? Pico. <laughs> Hi. Well, you're not going to say anything now that I picked you up? <laughs> That's what she wanted. <laughs> yes, I think so. Hey, girl. Come on. Go. Go. Oh. <laughs> Got a laugh out of you when we're talking about the Secret Service agents, because they were kind of characters in themselves. Uh, oh yeah, the one that never the, spoke. The one that never spoke. He was pretty cool. And then the bald Secret Service one. And then I I, I said that like he looks like the Kamish. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because that one when she when she was sad and oh no it was after what's his name had been reassigned so she was sad she went for a jog. And at one point in the jog, she stopped and she just started crying, which very relatable, by the way. The, the bald secret service agent, he, he was like very paternal and fatherly in that moment. He like he wanted to go like give her a hug or something. I was like, oh, that's nice. They should have developed that storyline. And then the other, yeah, the other secret service agent, Dylan, Dylan, yeah, who never spoke. Right. Like until the very end of the and he movie spoke too much. Like, oh, both of us, both of us, yeah, both of us. Like, cause he came up next to, uh, you know, undercover guy James. Oh, fuck, <laughs> I, I refuse. I was trying so hard not to use his name because he was such a nothing character. And then Dylan walks up next to him, and both of us were like, he's gonna talk. <laughs> we were so excited, but then like it should have been like it was. It should have been like one line. It should have been one line. A snappy burn. It should have been like a one line. Yeah, like a, a, a real good burn, a zinger, or even like something quite touching it could have been. But it was kind of this drawn out, relatively schmaltzy. Yeah. I don't even remember what he said. It was something, oh no, first he was like, oh, I hear she'll be back at spring break or something. And if they'd left it just at that, that would have been maybe okay. But then he said, I don't even oh, know what he yeah. said. He said, oh, it's really hard when you fall in love or something. And I was like, what? Exactly, exactly. We waited for this? Yeah. I was like, way to root. Like, because at one point I said, I think he's my favorite character. <laughs> okay, speaking oh, of man. which, <laughs> were there any cute boys in the movie for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even have that guy on my list. He was quite handsome, though. <laughs> but, uh, no, but all of them, got kind of weird and creepy mm. at, like there was a turn so like the the main guy the love interest like at one when they first kind of showed him and he was trying to hide her and put her undercover he like took off his sweatshirt to give to her <laughs> and i was like oh this movie is for seven-year-olds because those are those are some abs <laughs> i was like yeah okay yeah yeah okay so good. you did good. I like you it. did you did like but him. yeah but he was I mean, he was cute, but I didn't like him, if that makes sense. It's like, all right, I get it. You're very aesthetically pleasing, but you're cute. But, but as a character, he was pretty, I, 
pretty rough. I mean, horrible. Oh, yeah, just like, meh. Well, him and Katie Holmes both were just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> There's the milk for you in this. <laughs> they were just like, just bland, white, bland. <laughs> well, because at one point I did say, <laughs> he's just a whiter David Boreanaz. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it, David Boreanaz is white, well, I guess he's Boreanaz is what Italian, Italian or Greek, Spanish? maybe. Greek, yeah, maybe. something, uh, something olive skin. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Duh, buh. No, he's boring, but I enjoyed his abdominal muscles. <laughs> um, okay, fine. At one point, I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's abs are, are my <laughs> butts, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point I was uh, well until until I kind of made the the connection I was like Michael Keaton's quite handsome. oh I was just gonna he's ask quite yeah I enjoy yeah <laughs> yeah but then and then, but then I've got a little creeped out but yeah like yeah I liked his his swagger and also the the like history philosophy professor I was like oh he's cute I like him. oh okay but then he said something weird and, oh then he was creepy too like he was like. Because everybody in the in the class was staring at first daughter, and he's like, "Um, if you could turn your attention back to me, class, I know I'm not as pretty." I was like, "Ew." That was weird. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Mm. Yeah, like he could have said, like, "I know I'm not as interesting, or I know I'm not as like famous, but no, pretty." Yeah. Ew. Anyway, so that kind of ruined it for me. And then, like, like a handful of the frat guys were kind of cute. But in the same way, I'm, I'm like, meh. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, pre I appreciate that you're tall and you have, like, nice shoulders and things. But I, I'm, I'm bored of you otherwise. <laughs> Leave me. I, I already know. You already told me before we started watching the movie when you looked at the cast. I know you're Mila Kunis. Yes, you do. Before we started the movie, I looked at the credits there and saw the name Amory. And I was like, oh my God, is it that Amory? And it was. Uh, so she is, of course, Katie Holmes' roommate, Mia. And uh, like, I know Amory because she's also a singer. And I think, well, she had one song that I, I remember. It's called One Thing, and it is a total jam. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me like the vaguest of memories it it sounds very beyonce but like you could imagine it, it was okay. beyonce singing it but yeah. it is such a it, it's it's awesome <laughs> i'm listening to it now which and it won't be on the podcast since i got my headphones yes in, so you don't need to like <laughs> okay good <laughs> jarble it Let me i'm trying to see if it's familiar one year ago what is this an old song or no a new song? no it's from at least a dozen. Oh, featuring Eve. I love Eve. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, this is a jam. It is. This is an absolute absolute jam. jam. Amory, A M E R I E, and the song is One Thing. Go check it out. It is worth the time. Oh, it's a jam. It is hella Beyonce. Yes, it is. And. Oh, I, I'm into that. I'm not sure if. If at that point, because Amory is half Japanese and I was still kind of like following what was happening in the music scene in Japan. So I think that's how I heard it. I don't remember. I don't think it was a huge hit in North America. 
I, I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember this. It looks familiar to mm. me. Like, but like, I don't, yeah, huge hit, no. But it should have been a yeah. huge hit because it's the bomb, diggity. It's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Wait, let's see, did, did it come out after Crazy in Love? Because it's got crazy, Beyonce Crazy in Love vibes. Let's see. We be Googling, we be Googling, yeah. 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 Googling, Googling, Googling. We're Googling, Googling, Googling. Googling, Googling. So Crazy in Love was 2003. So every one thing. Came out 2005, oh. so that came out after this movie, yeah, and after Crazy in Love. So maybe that's—I don't want to say that's why, but like, if if it had come out before Beyonce, I'd been like, "Damn, Beyonce ripped her off." <laughs> <laughs> Not that she's ripping off Beyonce, no, but it no. just like has but, uh, similar. Uh, you could hear Beyonce doing this song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was she was the cool roommate, and you know, was very pretty and full of sass. Like she was just about to give the president over the phone the what for, and then by the end of oh, the yeah, call, like, like in thirty seconds later, she's totally fangirling the president. Yeah, she's she's like Michael Keaton's one or over. She's like big. Yeah, she picks up the phone. She's like big fan. Great work on that China thing, but you need to be a better dad. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's the only Mila Kunis that I have in this movie. Yeah, Katie Holmes is very oh, unappealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Katie Holmes, I had no interest in anything she did, but there is a Maya Rudolph in this movie. Oh, uh, is it the mom? Yes, it is the mom. The first <laughs> the lady. The first lady. You mean not? You mean not Bonnie Hunt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, God, she looks so familiar. And then I looked her up and I was like, I don't, none of these things ring a bell, but she looks like Bonnie Hunt. Or Beverly D'Angelo, kind of. Oh, I see yeah, that a little bit yeah. too, yeah. But with, but with like first lady wig. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, she, she was, yeah. she yeah. was definitely a Maya Rudolph in this. Yeah, but yeah, Katie Holmes, I was so sad because I was like, I can't, wait, no, I can't even remember her name from Dawson's Creek, her character name, Andy. Andy? No. Yeah, Pacey, Pace, because Joshua Jackson was Pacey. Oh my God, I can't, oh my God. Take away, <laughs> take away my millennial card. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've totally blanked. Dawson's Creek was something I totally would not watch, uh, so. Dawson, I love Dawson's <laughs> Creek. Oh my God, I have to, now, okay. <laughs> Google it, Google it. <laughs> Go, Google it. Google it. <laughs> Joey Potter, God damn it. <laughs> that was her name. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I've become my mom. See, I'm like, Andy something, what's her name, Andy? No, fuck. Oh, but there was an Andy. Andy McPhee was on it too. So at least I'm not totally out of out of place, but man, I'm so disappointed in myself. But yeah, she oh she sucked so bad. And cause like I was looking I've I've seen her Katie Holmes, like I saw paparazzi tabloid things of her recently. And I was like, oh, she looks so much like Kate Middleton. I was like, it's too bad that she's 
a few years older than Kate Middleton for any casting purposes oh. because I was like, that would be excellent casting if she was a better actress <laughs> and didn't suck so much. I don't know what else she's She was in this, obviously, and Dawson's Creek. I can't think, yeah, other than being married to Tom Cruise, I'm totally blanking on anything else she's ever done. I know she, well, she just dated Jamie Foxx for like 10 years and I think they just broke up. Now I think she's dating somebody else, but I don't know what she did work-wise. I guess she's just been trying to extract her daughter from <laughs> Damn it, now I have to garble that. <laughs> no, use the, like, sad trombone, it's funnier. Because, like, when it's garbled, you're just like, wait, what, what just happened? But sad trombone means, like, wah, wah, wah. I said something bad. <laughs> Well, do you want to ask the question? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, is there porn of this? Is there a porn of it? Is there a porn of it? Internet rule 34 says there is. Porn. Porn. So, we don't even have to look at an adult website to do this, <laughs> because on Amazon Prime, video when you search for this movie there is first daughter and then immediately below it was a movie called my daughter's first time <laughs> rated 18a which i didn't we didn't click it we didn't even need to click it because yikes <laughs> yikes and yeah i'm not even gonna go to pornhub and look it up because <laughs> we just know that there's going to be far too many things with, that, oh. with daughter in the title yeah exactly it'll be the first stepdaughter is what it'll be called <laughs> <laughs> ew <laughs> i don't like this segment anymore it's gross uh, you'll like it next week <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if we're if we're still planning to watch what we think we're gonna watch next week i really do want to know if there's more of it i bet you I bet you there is. Actually, I'm listening to a whole other podcast that could potentially be born of that. <laughs> okay, okay, careful what you say. Let's <laughs> let's not okay. throw in spoilers for what's coming up. Let's keep people. Okay. Let's tease yeah. people with this. <laughs> yeah, especially if we go out of order. But yeah, te teaser, <laughs> intrigue, little intrigue you with that little tidbit. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm fidgety. I'm literally fidgety. You're probably going to have a bunch of, like, fidget noises to edit out, so I apologize. <laughs> but I'm, I've been so fidgety. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jessica, where can we find us on the internet? On the internet, there is the Instagram, where we are at Swimcast, S-W-Y-M-Cast. And Twitter at Swimcast or email swimcast at gmail.com. Right. And you can find us mostly on Instagram. Occasionally, we get some memes out. Oh, yes. Yes. You have to remind me to do memes. <laughs> because I like doing them, but I just totally forget always. <laughs> okay. I will. And uh, <laughs> so stick around. After the theme song, there'll be a feature song and there will also be some outtakes because uh, oh yeah we had some good ones well today. no you're no, you're no, making me use them, them. <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> you made me you you said to leave it in oh that's true <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so goodbye. Bye. Okay, well, I guess if we do a three, two, one, and we try and say the end at the same time. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, okay. Three, three two, two, one. The, the end. end. Okay. okay we have to the end. Uh, let's let's say it. the end. Kind of like that. Okay. okay. Three. Okay, let, me get, let me do the countdown. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. The end. Oh man, it's gonna be It'll fix. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Good. It'll be fixed in post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Auto
Jessica, uh, Jessica, only a moment ago, you were warning me about serial killers. (laughs) I know. I know. I totally could have got murdered. Yeah, you're walking in industrial areas. That's never good. Have I not, have I not made, or have I not made clear my intention to be murdered by a ghost? (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Apologies to the audio, my... I had my Netflix set up and ready to go for this episode and it just turned off and went out to TV. So you might have a, some sort of pharmaceutical commercial in the background for a few seconds. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Outtake. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks. Holograms so real, you can touch them. Like, oh my god!